And a good Saturday morning to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Home and Appliance Radio Program right here on News Talk 760 WJR. We invite you for the next couple of hours here today, tomorrow morning, same thing, same time, on your major home appliances. Washer, dryer, refrigerator, stove, dishwasher, microwave oven, garbage disposer, room air conditioner, dehumidifier, even the humidifier on the side of your furnace. And the voice of our executive director, producer, co-host is going to tell you just exactly how you can join this program this morning. You are the most important person on this radio show. And so with that said, let's switch over to the voice of Donald the Hammer Schuster. I need to laugh, and when the sun is out, I've got something I can laugh about. I feel good in a special way. I'm in love, and it's a sunny day. Good day, sunshine. So I'm doing that in honor of the sunrise, which is already occurring as we sign on our show here, Joe. So for anyone around the country that's been listening to WJR overnight, while it's been dark out and the signal travels a little further, remember you can still continue to listen to the Home and Appliance Show for the next two hours by just going to your computer and going to wjr.com and slash on uh, click on Listen Live, or you can download an app to your uh, tablet or your smartphone. It can be called WJR. It can be called iHeartRadio. It can be called TuneIn. Those are all different ways you can continue to listen to the show on the internet instead of in the air, where it will now be more concentrated in the southeastern Michigan, southwestern Ontario, northern Ohio area. So keep with us and give us a call. That's the point here. I believe Joe said he's going to give you the phone number, and he is me, and here it is, 800-859-0WJR. That's the number to call with your appliance repair question. So the appliance doctor, and if he was anything less of an appliance doctor, he wouldn't even be here on a holiday weekend like Memorial Day weekend. But... Joe Gannon is no regular appliance doctor. He is here on duty on Memorial Day weekend. So give him a call, 800-859-0957. It's a good time to call as we start out a new show and a new hour, 800-859-0957. Joe, you said you've got a moose story this morning. He asked me if I had ever seen a moose. I told you the closest I got to a moose was Mr. Moose on the Captain Kangaroo Show. Let's hear your story to kick us off. Well, in the very northern part in the wilderness of northern Canada, where I was born and raised, there is a moose outbreak. In other words, it's one of the best places in the world to go moose hunting if you're a hunter. Now, you know how big these moose are? A couple thousand pounds. You know how long their legs are? very long, long enough so that the belly of a moose is equal to the windshield of a car. That's why most Canadians never drive after dark. You can go up to my home and you won't see a car for an hour on the highway because we know up there not to drive in the dark because you will not see the moose before you hit it, or you will for a fraction of a second. They are dark, almost black. They're huge. 
the front of the car goes underneath the moose's stomach and that 2,000 pound comes right through the car and people die every year from hitting a moose. Every year. Now, I'm going to tell you a little quick story, okay? I was 13, 14 years old. I had my 3 3 rifle, my Winchester 42, and I was out there hunting in the wilderness, and I shot a moose, probably the biggest record moose there was. A snowstorm was coming. It was 61 below zero, and a snowstorm was coming, and I couldn't see the hand in front of my face. Four inches away, I couldn't see it, and I knew I was going to die. I was all alone. I was five miles from the nearest home or farm. Hell, I did what was necessary to stay alive. I cut the belly of the moose, emptied the contents, made a couple of flaps, got inside the cavity of the moose and put the flaps down. Then I fell asleep. And I fell asleep and slept and slept and then when I woke, I tried to kick the panels, the flaps I made for getting in and out, and they were frozen over. With moisture from the moose and me, it froze the flaps shut. I was in that belly of a moose for a whole week. Yep, they had a funeral the whole bit, and uh, I was perished. Then a week later, warmed up, the sun hit the belly of the moose, I was able to kick a flap over it, and, and here I came home down the hill on my skis. My mother and dad were outside, and they saw me, and forget the funeral. All the tears had been shed. So I came back to life because I spent a week in the belly of a moose. And you know what, Don? I gained weight while I was inside the belly of that moose. Wow. Now, how would a guy gain weight when he's not eating? Well, I was eating. I took my little Bowie knife and I cut off some shavings from the bone, made a little fire in there, cut a piece of steak out of the belly and cooked it over the fire. And I gained weight while I was in the belly of a moose for a week and I survived. Now, that's a long story and a tall one that especially the kids in Valerie's elementary school at one time sat on the floor of the school to grade two and three and those kids listened to that story with their eyes as big as lightning. That was the story of the belly of the moose. I just That's remember. it. That's it for this Saturday morning on stories. I, I just remember that I gained weight hanging out with a moose one time. That was eating buttered popcorn by watching Bullwinkle J. Moose on the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. Hey, you rock. Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. What Bullwinkle? That trip. Never works. <laughs> All right. Here's the phone number to call 800 859 0WJR. 800 859 That's exactly the number our listener from Royal Oak called. That's why we're going to answer a question about a dehumidifier. This is Doris. Good morning, Doris. Thanks for calling on this bright, sunny morning. How may we help you? Well, good morning, Joe. Okay. I have a dehumidifier which is two and a half years old and I plugged it in this year. It's been off all winter and I saved all my manuals. I filed all the papers to send it in and all that stuff. And with it, 
it comes on with um, a command or a signal. It says F-O, you know, on the little light there. When I look that up in the book, it says if, if this is the display, I should, the outlet voltage should be whatever. And I've used this the same for the last two years. So I cannot get it to run. This signal comes on. And I can't turn it off. I have to unplug it. And then when I plug it in, it will run uh, maybe five, ten minutes. Then this light will come on, this FO signal. So I don't know what to do. I tried to contact the source, and they said if this light comes on, persistently contact the dealer, well, the source. I, can I say the name? Yeah, no. of course. Sure. It's oh, a Frigidaire. Oh, it's okay. a Frigidaire. Right. It's a Frigidaire. So I tried to get on their site, and then they said, you know, service. So I got a couple of service companies in my area, yeah. and I called both of them. One does not carry dehumidifiers, and the other one said, don't bother trying to fix it. The service would be too much. It cost $250 when I purchased it two, two, two and a half years ago. So, any suggestions? Yes, a very good one for you, okay? You okay. ready? Yes. Yes, I'm ready. I'm writing it down. Oh, you don't need to write it down. <laughs> Buy a new one. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Listen, here's what's happening. You're not alone. People are plugging in their dehumidifier in their basement or wherever in the home. Okay. And it will not work. You're not alone. Okay. okay. The the humidity and the hot level in the basement is not there yet. In other words, okay. you're plugging it in premature to a certain humidity level you need in the house, in the basement, and a certain okay. temperature. And if those aren't equal, and I, I don't want to start using numbers because I can't remember them, let's put it that way, but it was something like 72 degrees in heat, 72% in humidity, and then your dehumidifier, your dehumidifier would work. But right now it's too early to be plugging in a dehumidifier. So Doris, oh. you're going to use okay. the old patience of wait until you okay. plug that back in. So I don't think there's a thing wrong with it. Okay. Well, that's good to know. That's oh, yes. I can, in the book, it tells me what it says. It said 41 degrees Fahrenheit uh, to, you know, 90 degrees Fahrenheit, 32 degrees centimeters and it should be 115 v well, well whatever that means but all i know from okay. my experience okay. is that you've got to wait and you see the most you know i say everybody is the most important person on this radio show and you're a perfect sure. example so how many people did we who were listening this morning just learned a lesson that they'll not need to call a service technician. But please. Well, thank you so much. Okay, go ahead. Please, Doris, let me know when it does start working. Thank you, and I will. Okay. okay. Well, you have a problem. Okay, thank you, doctor. You're very welcome. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling. Yes. Have a nice day. 
The doctor is in, 6.15 in the morning. Let's make it actually more specifically 6.18. And the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is brought to you by Farmington Drugs and Medical Supplies. On the corner of 8 Mile and Farmington Roads in Livonia, they've been there for the last 12, 13 years. They treat you like family. They give you special attention. You can get the lowest prices on your medication, vaccines, and medical supplies from Farmington Drugs and Medical Supplies. Corner of 8 Mile and Farmington Roads. Here's their phone number, 248-478-3922. That's 248-478-3922. We've got the stellar Danielle Mason helping us out today in the WJR control room on audio and the legendary Eric Dorsch helping us out on phones. But let's not make Eric the loneliest man in town like the Maytag repairman. Let's give him a call so he can take your calls and so we can get him on the air and get your answer from the appliance doctor, Joe Gannon. So here's the number to call, 800-859-0WJR. That's 800 800- Eight five nine zero nine five seven. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Jenny in Southfield. I'm happy to be helping out this morning. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster, and we are just moments away from the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor Joe Cannon on News Talk 760 WJR. You can always count on our phones to be working at 800 800- Eight five nine zero WJR. That's the number to call the appliance doctor Joe Gannon with your appliance repair question. Eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. It is six twenty in the morning, and that makes it time for. And this morning, back to the subject I've been preaching about for 39 years on radio, bacteria. Just a few weeks ago, we had a gentleman on this show who wrote a book all about bacteria in major home appliances and other things. And he verified what Joe Gannon's been saying for years. There's bacteria in your washing machine. Whether you like it or not, there's bacteria in your washing machine and you should do everything you can to eliminate. I know there are studies going on across the United States and all the world on the bacteria in clothes washers and dishwashers and a few other things. But I stress this morning, as I have, and I tell people and they send me emails asking if I'm correct. Turn the hot water heater in your home, cold water heater, whatever you want to call it. Turn it up so the temperature of the water in there is 140 to 150 degrees. And you will help to eliminate bacteria in your washing machine. I know it costs a few dollars more to operate the hot water heater every month. But isn't it worthwhile if you can eliminate sickness from the bacteria that comes, and some of this bacteria in washing machines is known as deadly. It causes sickness and illness and disease. Make sure you turn the hot water heater in your home 
so that the temperature is 140, 150 degrees. And always run the kitchen faucet or the faucet at the laundry machine and let the water get to its maximum temperature before you turn on the product. I'm Joe Gannon. Thanks for listening to Top of Mind this Saturday morning. Thank you, Appliance Dr. Joe Gannon. Our phone number to call, 800-859-0WJR. Give us a call right now with your question, 800-859-0957. Let's go to Southfield. Let's find out what not to put down a garbage disposal. Let's talk to Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Thanks for calling, and how may we help you? Good morning, First ma'am. of all, I used your white vinegar and baking soda paste and it works like magic. To clean your oven? oven. Uh-huh. Oh, it worked good? Yep, it was wonderful. Oh, that's good. So I'm I wanted to know what you should not put down a garbage disposer. Well, any fibrous material, such as corn, husk, those kinds of things, uh, carrot, you know when you clean in the carrots before you cook them and you mm-hmm. scrape them? that kind of stuff, peelings, potato peelings, and so forth. Uh, Nothing that's fibrous. Eggshells is a bad one as well. Uh, Those kind of things, they'll grind up, but they'll also plug up your drain in your home. You'll need a plumber, and they are not inexpensive. They are costly, just like attorneys, but... uh, They'll need to come out and clean the drain in your home. Okay. That helps a lot. Good. I'm glad you called. And I'm pleased that the oven uh, was cleaned with using a paste made of vinegar and baking soda. That's very nice of you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Thank Jenny. You. You're welcome. Let's go to West Bloomfield, Joe. Let's find out about a freezer that's collecting ice and making the door stick. This is Carol. Good morning, Carol. Thanks for calling this morning. And how may we help you? Good morning, Dr. Joe. Um, I'm at a relative's house right now in West Bloomfield, and they have a Maytag slash Whirlpool, about 11 years old, refrigerator. And double doors on top, separate crisper drawer, and then the the pull-out freezer. And the top of the freezer collects ice periodically. And then it's hard to push shut the um, the freezer drawer. So and you're getting you're wrong? getting ice around the door seal area. No, the top of the not the seal, the top of the the roof of the freezer. Okay, how far into the roof of the freezer? Um, Just around the edge. So. All right. So. No, into the back. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, but it's on the ceiling, right? Yes. Okay. You got a door leak. Oh. You got air from the kitchen entering into the product. It's going to the coldest area in the freezer, and it's forming frost. Now, you're going to find out where it's leaking, okay? You're going to have to wait till dark. Is that the gonna... flashlight, Billy? That's right. You're going to put a flashlight inside the freezer and do it in the refrigerator as well. Don't just do the freezer. 
Do it in mm -hmm. both sections. Put a flashlight in there. Shut the lights off in the kitchen and start looking for light. Where you see mm -hmm. light, where you see light, take a hairdryer and put a pair of gloves on. I don't want you to burn yourself now. But heat up the door seal, the rubber door seal, and stretch it outward, just straight outwards. It, uh -huh. has, a ten it has a tendency to come back to its original shape, and you'll fix the problem just with that little appliance service trick. Good, good. I'm glad you're a doctor for appliances, Dr. Thank, Jake. That really me too, Carol. Oh. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. There's a couple of ways to stay in touch with the Home and Appliance Show during the week because we're on the air every weekend. But during the week, you can visit our webpage at wjr.com slash appliance, wjr.com slash appliance. You can hear past episodes of the show while you're there, see a list of our preferred partners, stay plugged into the show at wjr.com slash appliance. The other way to stay in touch during the week is to email the appliance doctor, Joe Gannon, directly at his own personal email. That address is the first four letters of appliance, followed by the first four letters of doctor at gmail.com. So it's A-P-P-L-D-O-C-T at gmail.com. Our phone number to call with your appliance repair question, and we are waiting for you. It's 800-859-0WJR. We're going to be talking to Eric from North Alice Township. We'll even tell you where North Alice Township is when we come back. You call us as well, if you would, please. 800-859-0957. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster. We're just moments away from the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show with Joe Gannon on News Talk 760 WJR. Everybody's got appliances. Everybody's had appliances go bad on them. Everybody's had to pay for a repair. Everybody would like to avoid that next repair cost. Perhaps the appliance doctor, Joe Gannon, can help you. Why don't you give him a call with your appliance problem at 800-859-0WJR. That's 800-859-0957. We are the Home and Appliance Show here every Saturday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. and here every Sunday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Plenty of good programming this morning on WJR after we're done at 8 o'clock. And to tell us about it, Danielle Mason. 8 to 9, we have the Car Show. 9 to 10, we have the Rich Paul Show. And then 10 until noon, we have the Inside Outside Guys. So that's what's happening on WJR this morning. Thank you, Danielle. We're going to go for our next call now to North Alice Township. Where is that? It is about as far northeast as you can go in Michigan and still be in the lower peninsula. As far northeast as you can go. If you stop by a few miles short, you'll be in Alice Township. Good town, but it's no North Alice. We want to discuss using tinfoil in your oven. This is Eric. Good morning, Eric. Thanks for calling. And how may we or you help us this morning? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, first of all, I wanted to thank you. I was able to uh, repair my 37-year-old uh, speed clean dryer with your help over the winter. But I know at one time you had mentioned about pe people putting um, aluminum foil in their office to keep the bottom clean. And I, and I couldn't remember exactly how, what, how, what you said about it. Could you just go over that real quick? Well, here's one for you. Not too long ago, I was in a home where the lady had used tinfoil 
on the bottom of her kitchen range. Cook something, and the tinfoil was on there, and she's not getting it off. But here's the amazing thing. I've never seen this before. But stamped into the metal inside the front of the bottom oven, you open the door, and these are the words that are stamped into the metal where you can see them easily. Do not use tinfoil. That's stamped into the metal. So it's a big problem. And today with the high heat factor you get, especially in the self-clean cycle, that tinfoil would adhere itself to the metal. And you just about are, you'll never get it off. Or maybe in time it will wear off. But that's what that lady did. So never use tinfoil in the bottom of your kitchen range. And Eric, you bring up such a, a delicate point and one that I wouldn't think about mentioning unless someone important like you called and brought it up. And I thank you for doing that, Eric. And, th and thanks it, for the comment. Is that gas or electric? That's it doesn't gas matter, or gas electric. or electric, right? You're okay. right. Thank you. Have okay. a great day. Thank you, Eric. Take care. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Joe, for our next caller, we're going to go to the Commerce Township area, specifically to Wolverine Lake, Michigan. We've got a KitchenAid that's a dishwasher, and it is failing. Let's talk to Chad. Good morning, Chad. Thanks for calling. Thank you, doctor. Good morning. We've got an uh, older KitchenAid dishwasher that stopped uh, kind of like mid-cycle, no power, uh, water in the drain pan. I had to drain that out. So I did some research online, and everything seemed to indicate to replace the uh, thermal fuse. <clears throat> so I had done that, and uh, you know, power to the to the uh, electrical box was fine, the fuse was fine. Replaced the thermal fuse, and still no power. Cannot get power to it. No lights on the front of the dishwasher or anything like that, right? That is correct. Now, have you taken the kick panel off on the bottom front of the dishwasher? I did, yes. Now, there's a little box there where your wiring goes into. Okay. There's two little wire nuts on that wiring. Did you check that? I did not. All right. Well, there's a common thing to happen. Vibration in the dishwasher causes the wire nut to loosen up a little bit. Two wires pop open, and you don't have any power. And I'd like you to do that before you go anywhere else. I will look for that. Great. Thanks, Chad. Thank you. Have a great You're day. You're welcome. Bye-bye. We're here for you live. Memorial Day weekend 2021. It is 641, and the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is brought to you by Dalton Environmental Cleaning. 29 years on radio with me. Never a complaint. That's 29 years of taking care of thousands of customers in cleaning their air ducts and their dryer vent lines. And he's a busy guy. It's a busy, busy business. Dalton Environmental Air Duct Cleaning and Dryer Vent Cleaning. Give them a call. 877-DALTONS. That's 877 325-8667.
Ernie from Livonia is in the on-deck circle, and we could be putting you in the lineup as well. If you want to give us a call, we'll help you out with your appliance repair question. Here's the phone number, 800-859-0WJR. That's 800-859-0957. I'm happy to be helping out. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster. And we are just moments away from the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor Joe Gannon as we funnel this whole radio sound through the command central of the WGR control room in the new center area of Midtown Detroit, smack dab in the middle of the eighth floor on the Golden Tower of the Fisher Building, blasting it up into the sky with the great voice of the Great Lakes. You are where Detroit comes to talk WJR. I want you to picture the appliance doctor, Joe Gannon, sitting at his home computer desk this coming Monday night, May 31st. It's 11.59 and 55 seconds in the evening, getting ready to turn into Tuesday morning. It's 11.59.55, 12 o'clock midnight, Tuesday, June 1st, Joe hits a big red button on his computer, marks send, and out goes the May, I mean, I should say the June issue. Out goes the June issue of the monthly Joe Gannon newsletter. What's the latest on that, Joe? Well, it's going very, very well. We'll know more next week. We'll know more June 7th when we have the annual, I think it's the 29th annual uh, Spectrum Human Golf Outing at Walnut Creek. And uh, we'll know more. You and I will be talking to every golfer playing that day. That's a couple hundred. One of them will be Rick Burkhart, our leading salesman with this pro program right here. And uh, he's going to be there playing golf while you and I are going to be working together, riding around in a golf cart, making sure everybody is happy. So that's all coming up. We'll have more figures to give you then. And we'll be promoting the newsletter, which people can purchase for $10 and gets you 12 issues of the Appliance Doctors Newsletter. All information pertaining to major home appliances and other things in the home. And we look forward to everybody having an issue of that in their pocket anytime we meet them. So Donald, what more can we say except how to get it? Now, is there still time if someone donates that money, say today, to be in and I would for... say yes. I All would right. say yes. So you got still a day or two maybe to get in and still receive the June 1st newsletter that's going to go out Tuesday. So what you do to do that is just be ready to donate a minimum of $10. Now you're going to be donating to Spectrum Human Services. You may want to donate more. That's totally up to you. But Spectrum is a family services agency working to strengthen Michigan children and families with foster care and adoption programs and assisted living, substance abuse, and more. In fact, if there's a family in trouble, they're going to be pretty much there to help. So to get in on Joe Gannon's monthly email list and start out with the June issue this coming Tuesday, go online to spectrumhuman.org. S-P-E-C-T-R-U-M, spectrumhuman.org. Our phone number to call with your appliance repair question, 
590 WJR. That's 800 859 We're here for you live on Memorial Day weekend. And let's go see if we can solve a refrigerator compressor problem. We've got rust on this compressor in Livonia. This is Ernie. Good morning, Ernie. Thanks for calling. How may we help you? Hi, Joe. I was Hi. cleaning out my refrigerator and I noticed there's about a quarter size rust spot on the, the compressor on the bottom. And uh, underneath the compressor, there's a little pan and it's kind of rusty a little bit. Uh, what's going on with that? Well, the little pan is to collect the defrost drain water during the defrost cycle. Now, is that little pan movable? Or is, uh, it, is it soldered in place? I think it's movable, but it's, uh, it's a monogram, a G monogram. And, uh, I'm how, sure it can be. 20 how, years old. Oh, yeah, it's movable, I think. Yeah, I <laughs> anyway, think there's, ra there's rails on it. If there's, yeah, okay, if there's rails on it, it's movable. You can, you know, if you ever have a hole from that rust, now those rain pans are $50, $60 for that little piece of metal. But if you ever have a hole because of that rust factor, take some tin foil paper or a couple sheets of it, put it in there and press it in place. You've just fixed the problem without buying it a drain pan. Now, the what, fact about the compress what about the compressor, Joel? I mean, uh, that, so it's rusting from the inside out or they're outside in? No, right. it's from the outside in, and that compressor is pretty thick metal. It's going to take eternity to eat through that compressor. So I wouldn't worry about that. Good. But no, it, 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 at that age, you do have a rust problem in areas where there's water and heat mixed together. Okay. But I wouldn't worry about it. It's normal. Okay. Good to hear. Good to hear you call in. Thanks for helping other listeners who have and may have the same problem. Very nice of you. Thanks, Ernie. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Joe, we've got a listener from Pennsylvania calling in now. He's curious about the storage in his freezer area. I'd like to discuss it with you. This is Mike. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for calling. How may we help you all the way from Pennsylvania? It's good to hear your voice. Listen to you all the time, uh, Joe. Th thank you. Very quickly. Uh, the This is an old refrigerator. Of course, the freezer's on top. And I thought several weeks ago you had mentioned to someone about the amount of food, whether it should be, I don't say, jammed up there or the, the, the space that's needed actually in that freezer. Well, here's the rule. A freezer in a refrigerator should be three-quarters full. Now, you know, some people can't fill the freezer. They can't get three-quarters. They can't afford the food. Yeah. So if that's the case... Like in my case, I fill milk jugs with water and freeze those. You should have three quarters of a food load inside of a freezer to give you the maximum cooling and the maximum efficiency and runtime on your compressor. We'll save you money by doing that. Now, Joe, one final thing. In that freezer, we have an ice maker. Yes. Now, even when the, the tray is full and the arm is pushed up, 
I've noticed I've been getting drips, almost like icicles coming out of there. Uh, now, you, I think somewhere in the back of my head, I remember you talking about a water valve. Yes, if you're getting water down the tube that fills the ice maker, if you're getting water in there at a slow drip, you're going to have ice. And it will plug up the operation of the ice maker. So if that's the problem, the water valve on the back of the refrigerator at the bottom, if you follow the water line, it'll lead right to the water valve. And you replace that water valve. That now, they are, they are expensive. So shop around for the best price on a water valve. Okay. Joe, thank you very much. Appreciate you a thousand times. It's very nice of you to join us. Thanks, Mike. Take You're care. You're welcome, Joe. Bye-bye. Joe, let's solve an international problem before it escalates. we got a problem in Ontario with a Samsung dishwasher that stops mid-cycle. This is Chris. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Thanks for call taking my call. You're what welcome. I do is I turn the, the sink on hot before I turn the, the Samsung dishwasher on. Then I turn it on, and it quits within a few minutes. The light starts flashing and stops washing. So at what point can it start again? What do you have to do to well, get it I going? I shut it off again, shut the, shut the button, press the button off. Then I start it again, press start, and then I press either normal wash or sensitive wash. And then I'll start back up, and then I'll shut right back off, and the well, light will flash. It'll shut off again. How old is yeah. that Samsung dishwasher? Six years old. Got a touchpad control on it, right? No, no, it's buttons. It's all buttons? All buttons. And I sprayed it. I took a cleaner and I sprayed the buttons, electronic cleaner. I yeah. sprayed the buttons and it helped It helped a little bit, but it still would kick off so later you, on in the cycle. So you did get some reaction, except now it went a little later on. Yes, yes. Well, there's electronic controls in that dishwasher. It's not all buttons. There, there's buttons, but there's electronics in there. Have you, tr have you tried unplugging it or killing the circuit breaker to it? Yep, I turned the, the, uh, the power off at the electrical box and did let you, it sit for a while. Did you leave it sit for an hour? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I, I just shut it off, then I turn it right back on. Okay, I want it off for an hour. Okay. Because that board will reset itself, but not as quick as consumers think. Yeah, I thought it would be quick. No. Okay. No, please give that a try. And hopefully that solves the problem. And what if it doesn't? Then... Before, I, before I go telling you buy, to buy electronics uh, and... You know, it could be something else, but I doubt it. I think it's electronics, and uh, that's expensive. And I'd let a yeah. service technician, I'd let a service technician come out and take a look at it before I spent the money. Okay, thank you, Joe, for your call. Oh, it's very nice. I enjoy your call. program. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. 
We've got two and a half minutes till we get to the seven o'clock news on WJR. Two and a half minutes. And Joe, you got an email last week that you loved and just wanted to acknowledge on the air. It came from a lady named Joanne in Ohio. And she wrote to you, Joe, we listen to your show and get such helpful info. We use your tang, ice cube, and vinegar recipes. So there's a trifecta there. Three recipes they use loyally. They say, uh, this is they, and when I say they, I mean Joanne says, the other day I bought dryer balls at Walmart. We live in Mentor, Ohio, so I can't support your listener who makes them and sells them at a mall nearby, but I used the dryer balls today for the first time. Here are the results. One, two, three. One, less drying time. Two, very little static, even with workout shirts that are acrylic. And three, no wrinkles, all from using the dryer balls. Uh, she finished the laundry today in record time because of the drying factor and the balls are great, she says. And then on top of that, she says, our daughter in Charlotte, North Carolina, wrote to you with a washing machine problem. You told her the machine was shot. She went shopping and bought a Speed Queen, which will be delivered this weekend. We will be listening. We also subscribed to your newsletter and signed our three children up so they receive it as well. This is one loyal listener with 60 seconds to go before the top of the hour news, I'd like to thank Joanne from Mentor, Ohio. Well, on this special Memorial Day weekend, it's a message that brings a little chill to my heart. So nice of you to do that, to join us here on the air listening, and then to send an email that uplifting. You're the best. Thanks so much for doing that. Take care. Well, Donald. Yes, sir. It's that time of the morning when we reach the end of the first hour. And let's thank everybody, Donald. You do it better than anybody. Thank everybody, Donald, for the format we followed last weekend and how well it went. Last weekend, we were without WJR phones because they were being serviced. So we had to go to all text message questions. We did it for two hours Saturday, two hours Sunday. It ran great. And we thank you for that. But the morning, this morning, you can call us at 800-859-0WJR. So do that. 800-859-0957. And a good Saturday Memorial Day weekends to you. We are the home and appliance radio program right here on News Talk 760 WJR. We invite you to talk about your major home appliances for the next hour and again tomorrow morning from 6 till 8 o'clock. We want to help you, the most important person on this radio program. And the way it works is quite simple. Every one of you who call in are very important with your questions, your comments, your suggestions, your complaints. We want to hear it all because so does the rest of the listening audience. And the man who could tell you how to join us, our executive director, producer, and co-host, Donald the Hammer Schuster. Thank you, appliance doctor Joe Gannon. It's Memorial Day weekend, so let's put you in the know. Get your appliance question answered on the Home and Appliance Show. And here is the phone number to call, 800 859 wjr Give us a call. We're setting up a whole fresh bank of new callers for the new hour right now. Good time to call, 800 859 nine five seven one more time so you can mark it down eight hundred eight 
590-957. Can't you hear me knocking? We're going to Sheboygan for this question, Joe. It's a question regarding a GE side-by-side, -side, the refrigerator that's making some knocking noise. Let's help out Keith and Sheboygan with his knocking noise on the refrigerator, Joe. Good morning, Keith. Thanks for calling all the way from God's country, Sheboygan. How may we help you? Hey, good morning, Joe. Um, I came up a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I, I leave the uh, heat on for my cottage up here all winter long. Uh, and it's a built-in refrigerator side-by-side -side with the cabinetry on the front, so it probably hasn't had uh, the kind of maintenance that it should have as far as cleaning, et cetera. And I came up a couple of weeks ago, and I actually thought someone was knocking on my back door. You know, I hear this repetitive knocking about 10 times coming from the lower right side of the uh, the, the unit. Uh, so I thought I could get a service technician. Apparently, I'm just kind of outside of everyone's range here. So I did some investigating. And as best I can tell, this may be an evaporator fan or an evaporator motor issue. But I, I'm going to pull her out today and uh, just looking for some guidance as I go through this. And if I do need to order any parts, where should I order them from? Well, let's start with that refrigerator. What you can do yourself, that'll save you a few hundred bucks if you have a service technician come out. Now, how old is it particularly? I would say it's about 12 years old. All right. Have you ever cleaned the condenser underneath and in the back of the refrigerator? Underneath a while ago in the back? No, that's going to be my uh, weekend project here. All right. So if you have wood floors, watch your rollers. Don't scratch the wood floor. Put a piece of small linoleum in front. Put the refrigerator on top of the linoleum before you slide it out. All righty. Go to the back of the refrigerator. You're going to see a cardboard piece on the bottom in the back. Nothing but little screws holding it in place. A few take out, take them off and make sure you put that back on there when you're done because it's there for a reason. Okay. Get your Kravis tool out, your vacuum cleaner, and go to the hardware store. Get yourself a long-handled condenser brush made specifically for that. I've heard you mention that before. <laughs> get underneath there and clean. And I want it clean as a whistle. Now, you're going to see a fan motor underneath there that's blowing air across the compressor. Make sure there's nothing hitting the fan blade. And watch you don't hit the fan blade with the brush. You don't want to bend it. Okay. Clean that area out. Because the compressor can start making internal banging noises because it's overheated all these years. I see. Now, it'll still run, may run forever, giving you knocking on the door uh, as a sign that it's still there. But that's where you're going to start. The other, And that's the, what they call the condenser fan motor. Okay. Now, the evaporator fan motor is inside the freezer. So... you. You can open the door, hit the button, the, the light switch button with your finger and see if that's the noise that you're hearing. Yeah, actually, it's, I did that. I, and I, it, I did shut the door button switch and light off. And actually, yeah. that, that fan and that unit seems to work fine. I, it blows ice cold air into the freezer unit. Right. That's what it's supposed to do. But I yeah. just want you to find out which fan motor is making the noise or is it the compressor that's making the internal noise? 
Now, one last thing on the noise on the compressor. That noise usually comes when it shuts off. So you go to the back, you go to the back, you make sure it's been running for a while. You go to the back and you pull the cord out of the wall. If you hear that noise, knock, 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 knock. That's an internal noise or that's the compressor mounting noise. In other words, the compressor sits on four rubber mounts and they lose their resiliency because of high heat factor. So I used to have a chunk of tire, a car tire in the back of my car and I'd just cut a piece of tire out of that thing and jam it underneath the compressor and took care of the problem. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, that All gives right. you a great, great head start, Joe. Appreciate it greatly. Thanks, Keith, for calling. Enjoy the summer. Take care. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate all you do. Thank you. You're very welcome, sir. Helping us out this morning on audio, we got the dynamic Danielle Mason and helping us out on the phones, the essential Eric Dorsch. We want to take your call so we can help you out. We're going to be going to Richard and Gross Point Woods when we come back. We could be going to you where you live as well. Call us at 800 859 Zero WJR. That's eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. Did I mention helping out? I'm happy to be helping out. I'm Donald the Hammer Schuster, and we are just moments away from the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor. The doctor is in the house, Joe Gannon, on News Talk seven sixty WJR. Keep your seatbelt on. We're going until 8 o'clock. And this segment of the Home and Appliance Show is brought to you by ProTech Environmental. Call 888-MR-RADON. That's 888-677-2366. And ProTech Environmental could take care of a radon problem by installing a remediation system in your home. Reasonable price. Does the job. Guaranteed and saves you a problem when it comes to radon. That's 888-677-2366. We are here for you live on Memorial Day weekend, and we are here to answer your appliance repair question. Give us a call right now, 800-859-0WJR. That's 800-859-0. 7.19 in the morning, and that makes it time for... And this morning's top of mind comes to you on the subject of large loads in your washing machine. We tend to overload a washing machine. There can be nothing harder on a clothes washer than an oversized load. How do you load a washing machine? Well, the professionals tell me that you gently put the clothes into the washing machine, don't pack them, gently place the clothes into the washer until the clothes reach the top holes on the inside of the drum. When they reach that point or near there, now you've got the right amount of weight in a washing machine. Over that, you will just kill that washing machine in a shorter period than normal. 
that's top of the mind subject on this Memorial Day weekend, Saturday morning. That's news we can all use. Let's go to Gross Point Woods. Let's help out with an igniter on a stove that keeps clicking. Let's help out Richard. Good morning, Richard. Thanks for calling. And how may we help you? Good morning, Joe. Good to talk to you. Thank I you, sir. A, um, you're welcome. I have an LG five burner gas stove and uh, the one igniter or, or more uh, will not stop clicking when I turn the gas off. And I've got underneath there and I, I try to clean them and use the uh, alcohol cleaner. And I even disconnected the igniter that I thought was the problem. And I uh, just thought I'd call to see if you have some good advice for me. Well, the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is, yeah, do you have a, do you have a hair dryer in the house? Yes. Just take the hair dryer, plug it into the outlet there on the stove, and heat the knob area. That the knob that's the one that keeps clicking. Just yeah. heat up that area, just for a minute or so. Okay. The fact is that humidity, humidity has a great deal in activating that igniter constantly. Now, let's see if so that's the, the, the knob you're saying, not the igniter itself, the knob. Well, there's a little switch behind the knob, which you can't see. Okay. And he's got a little tiny wires to it. If you pull the knob off, you may see a little plastic switch there with two very tiny female terminals you can they're so tiny you can squeeze them together with your finger and that's the next step if you don't find any results from the hairdryer go to that switch pull the knob off and look behind it and look for a little switch the other big thing is the module that's mounted somewhere in the council area of that stove plastic box about maybe four or five inches long and square and that's what controls the spark. That may be defective, and that may be also a very expensive part. You're going to have to check on that. Okay. That okay. Good. I have one, one quick question. Is a 400 CFM range hood adequate for a 30-inch five-burner gas oven? I would say so, yes. Okay, excellent. Okay, Joe, love the show. Keep up the great work. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, please, please let us know what happens, will you? I will. I've tried a lot of things and YouTubed it, and I'm going to do the hair dryer. It's the last thing I thought about, but I'm going to give that a try. Okay, take care. You Bye, too, Richard. Joe. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. I got a feeling we're going to be helping out a lot of listeners with this next question. It's a common one. We got a refrigerator that's collecting water on the bottom. Wants to know what to do about it from East Point. This is Robert. Good morning, Robert. Thanks for calling. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I got a refrigerator. Refrigerator. It's a small one. Freezer on top and uh, the ice box or the regular is on the bottom. Two doors. Right. Right. How old is it? Um, less than five years. Same okay. Pottery. What's going on with it? Well, water collects on the bottom, and eventually it comes out on the floor. Okay. I know that... it, it, it's something is frozen. Well, it's a plug drain. 
the most common service call in America. This is a self-defrosting refrigerator. Am I correct? I think so. Well, you don't have to defrost it, do you? No. Okay, it was self-defrosting. There's a drain line that comes from the freezer section, and it runs the drain water during defrost into the pan underneath the refrigerator. That drain line is plugged. Gotcha. Do you have a Do you have a turkey baster in your uh, kitchen cupboard? Somewhere I have to find it. All right. If not, they sell them at the grocery store. They're just a few dollars. Take that turkey baster. Find the drain hole. That's usually inside the refrigerator against the back wall up high near the ceiling. Find the drain hole, stick the turkey baster in there full of hot water and squeeze the bulb. Do this three times, at least three times, not just once. And I believe, Robert, you're going to fix your own problem without the cost of a service technician. Find that drain hole and... Stick the turkey baster in there, squeeze the bulb, and call me back and tell you you fixed it yourself. Okay, thank you, Joe. Robert, thanks for calling. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. From East Point, let's even go a little further east. Let's go to Romeo. We got a Whirlpool commercial washer that's got a small leak. This is Frank. Good morning, morning Frank. Morning, how are you? I'm 100%, sir. Thank you. How old is this washer? Well, I don't know for sure. It's a friend of mine. He, um, I'm building a house up north, and he lets me use his condo while I'm building. So he's got a small leak in this washer. It might be at least 10, 12 years old. It's Whirlpool residential. Like It says commercial on it. It's only got two loads, like a light load and a full load. Yeah. And when it's filling right in the front, like right in the middle of the cabinet, at the front of the machine, there's a small leak that throughout the entire uh, cycle, it may leave a, a little bit of water of like the size of a quarter to a half dollar. And I'm wondering, so, is the pump up front there or hoses or where would the water be coming from? Well, this is a Whirlpool, so it's probably a direct drive washing machine. The whole casing comes off of this machine. Right. Now it's, it's a long, it's a half hour process on the radio to tell you how to take the casing off, but the casing is not hard to come off the okay. whole casing. I'm talking about the top front sides, everything all okay. comes off. Okay. Now, if you go to repairclinic.com, they'll have a video on there that shows you how to remove the casing. Okay. Once you get the, and it's a five minute job but you've got to know how to do it. Okay. So you, you take the casing off, you put it to the side, and then you put a little baby powder underneath certain components. You'll see the motor, you'll see the coupler, you'll see the pump, okay. and the shaft of the motor goes directly into the pump, and that's where I suspect you might have a leak, which okay. means you might need a new pump. But it's not hard to fix. It's a, quite a simple machine to fix. The only thing is they put the thing together, making it hard for you to take the casing off. Okay. 
But yeah, you try. I'll have to remove it. So I have to remove it from the laundry room, probably into it, into the garage, so we have room to work. Probably right. Well, that's always a good idea. Yes. Okay. But well, that's why I wanted to call you before I pulled out. Yeah, uh, but please let me know what you find. We'd like to know. We and me and the radio audience and Donald as well. Okay, sounds good. It'll be a couple of weeks before I'm able to do it, but when I get up there next time, I'll uh, I'm going to do it. Lord willing, I'll still be here in a few weeks. Thank you so much, Frank. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's Saturday. It's seven twenty nine a.m. and the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is presented by Handy Pro Handyman Services. Tell us about Handyman Handy Pro Services, oh. Joe Gannon. Yeah, I'm, I'm frozen reading the computer here. Handy Pro Handyman Services. Been with me a long time. Got franchises across the United States. Does a terrific job. We've used them at my home, our home, when I wouldn't do the job or couldn't. Handy Pro Handyman Services, located in Farmington Hills and in Plymouth. Their phone number is 734 254 9161. 254 9161. Donald from St. Clair Shores is in the on deck circle. We could be putting you in the game as well. Here's the number to call with your appliance repair question for the appliance doctor. It's 800 859 0WJR. That's 800 859 I am Donald the Hammer Schuster. We're just moments away from the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show that's going through Command Central at WJR in the new center area of Midtown Detroit, smack dab in the absolute center of the eighth floor of the Golden Tower of the Fisher Building. It's the great voice of the Great Lakes. It's 760. It's WJR. If you're wondering when the Home and Appliance Show is on the radio, Daddio, let me put your mind at ease. We're here every Saturday morning, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. and every Sunday morning, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. That means we got another 25 minutes to go yet this morning and plenty of good programming on WJR. After that, to tell us about it, Danielle Mason. Oh. Well, we dropped the phone. <laughs> uh, 8 to 9, we have the car show. 9 to 10, we have the Rich Paul show. And then 10 to noon, we have the Inside Outside guys. So that's what's happening on WJR this morning. Eric, help Danielle up off the floor. And listeners, give us a call with your appliance repair question. 800-859-0WJR. That's 800-859-0957. We're going out to St. Clair Shores. We got a freezer that temp is set at 25 degrees. Problem even at 25 degrees, the freezer isn't freezing. Let's help out Donald. Good morning, Donald. Thanks for calling. How may we help you? Well, good morning, Joe. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, I bought a brand new Whirlpool in 2016. And I noticed that when I buy a half a gallon ice cream and put it in my freezer, in about a day or two, it becomes watery. It doesn't have any consistency at all and uh, i was told that it should be zero degrees inside the freezer and it's uh, now this morning i looked it's 20 degrees i have a temperature gauge in there and i can't understand what's causing it and i called a couple service people at random uh, listed in the phone book they told me that it could be my compressor and i need freon charge 
in the back, and that would cost me hundreds of dollars. And all the, I got all different stories from different people that either work out of their house or they have maybe a store somewhere, who knows where. But anyway, I'm wondering uh, what's going on. I appreciate your help, Joe. Well, the first thing I want to say, I'm proud of you for being skeptical. Uh, unless you know somebody that's good in the appliance service industry, always be skeptical. Oh, yes, I am that way, Joel, because I've heard of uh, appliance people taking advantage of people, and I've had it happen to me several times. And uh, this uh, Whirlpool, when I first bought it, the handles in the front were out of line. And I called uh, Whirlpool people, and they only give me one-year guarantee on it, on everything. And they sent a couple different uh, contractors that's not from them, and uh, they couldn't do anything for me. And I got disgusted, and I said, forget it. And I, I'm living with it like this. And uh, so anyway, so, I... When did, when did this problem occur that you're well, having uh, now? You know, I never noticed it as much, Joe. I think in the last couple of years, I think. I'm not sure. I never paid attention much to the ice cream because I don't buy that much. Maybe once in a couple of months, I'll buy a half a gallon. And I, you know, I just never noticed it. Uh, but because my pork chops and my meat are frozen solid, and I have an ice cube tray inside, I fill it full of water, and it freezes solid within a day. So I've got ice cubes. So I thought, well, everything's okay. And I never took the temperature of the freezer to see if it's zero degrees. So that's that's what happened. So uh, your problem is only with ice cream, right? Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, just with the ice cream. Well, let me give you my first thoughts, okay? Yes. When you buy ice cream, are you particular as to what kind you buy? Uh, some Yes, sometimes, yes. I buy vanilla, and then I'll buy Neapolitan and different brands. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's where I'm going, different brands. Keep this in mind as a consumer. The more sugar content in a product, popsicles, ice cream, the more sugar content in the product, the harder it is going to be to freeze hard. Oh, thank you. I never Did you know that. that? Yeah, I thought, well, it came to my mind that there's a lot of sugar in it because when it became soft, I tried to uh, eat it with the spoon and I noticed, boy, it's loaded with sugar. Yeah. I could just taste that sugar reeking from my mouth, you know. Well, a lot of people do not know that, okay? So I'm going to suggest to you that you go to a more expensive brand of ice cream and look at the sugar content written on the box. Yes. Then I, want, then I want you to call me back. I don't believe you need to spend money on a service technician. I need you just to change because you tell me your pork chops and other things are normal. Just no, change Change the brand of ice cream you're eating. Oh, okay. And, and then let me know. I want it. Our listening audience right now is hearing this for the first time yeah. or the second time, and they're all interested in your problem. So, Donald, I want you to call me back. Yes, and can I ask you, Joel, personally, it's 20 degrees in my freezer now. Is that normal now? 
I'm supposed to be zero, the, the technicians told me, the so-called technicians. Well, so, you, sh you should be somewhere around zero to six above. Yes. Now, how are you measuring the temperature? Well, I have a, a, a temperature gauge that is, uh, it's, it's in the top of the freezer. It says, uh, it says on it, freezer, refrigerator, thermometer, Springfield on it. And it's 20 right now in there. According it's, to a it's a gauge you put on the shelf? Uh, well, it's, yeah, I, well it's, uh, I guess so, but it's, it stands up. It's chromed around it, and uh, it says uh, a deep freeze, uh, you know. Okay, well, stop right there because oh. I'm going to tell you that's not the way you measure temperature in the freezer or the refrigerator. Oh, oh. Next okay. time you're in a store, you look for a probe-type thermometer that you insert into a jar of pickles, something that's been in the refrigerator jam, something yeah. that's been in the refrigerator for 24 hours. That's how you check the temperature of the food, not the air in the freezer or refrigerator, because that goes up and down constantly. A probe thermometer inserted into a food. Well, I have a Weston uh, model uh, 2261. It's a probe. It's got a long, but I used to work for the Road Commission in Detroit. And uh, uh -huh. it's a long one, and we used to stick it in the ground to measure the temperature of the soil or whatever, and it goes to zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that'll work. Well, it says uh, 20, 25 degrees in the, in the freezer. I had it in the freezer. I forgot to mention that. Okay. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're still, you're still not cold enough. You'll freeze the meats and so forth, but you're still not cold enough. When's the last time you cleaned the condenser underneath? Uh, well, it's sealed in the back, and the coils stick out, you know, in the back on, in this model. It, it, so, and then there's a drip pan. I cleaned the drip pan about uh, probably six, eight months ago. It's not sealed in the bottom. No, not in the, not real in the bottom, but just the, the those coils or the condenser. Well, I've never cleaned the condenser. I don't know where it is. It's underneath the refrigerator. Oh, I see where the pan is, where the drip pan is. Right. Take the bottom piece of cardboard off. Make sure you put it on when you're done. We put it back there. Get underneath there and clean that condenser. Long handle brush, vacuum cleaner, crevice tool. Watch you don't hurt the floor. If you've okay. got a wooden floor, clean yeah. that condenser. We need to talk again, Donald. Okay, okay. thank you, Joe. Yes, I'll, I'll try my best. Thank you. Okay, thank you for calling. Take care. And thank you, Joe. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you. You, you too. Take care. You too. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Even when the Home and Appliance Show is not on the radio, you can still stay in touch with the show. There are actually three ways I can think of right off the top. One is to visit our webpage at wjr.com slash appliance. You can hear past episodes of the show while you're there. If you missed one or want to hear it again, you can see a list of our preferred partners. Uh, you can get a link to sign up for Joe Gannon's newsletter while you're there. That's at wjr.com slash appliance. That's way number one. Way number two is to... Uh, Email the appliance doctor, Joe Gannon, at his own personal email address. The email address is the first four letters of appliance, followed by the first four letters of doctor, 
at gmail.com. So it's A-P-P-L-D-O-C-T at gmail.com. And the third way is the Joe Gannon monthly newsletter. We're going to tell you more about that after the break. We're also going to talk to Mark in Fort Wayne about his dishwasher when we come back. And we'll still have time to talk to you if you give us a call right now at 800 859 wjr That's 800 859 Happy to be helping out. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster. And we are just moments away from the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor, Joe Gannon, on News Talk 760 WJR. We are 48 hours and counting. Is that right? Let's see. We got Saturday to Sunday, Monday. It might be uh, 72 hours, but we're going to get to June 1st fast. And when we do, out goes the June email newsletter that goes out monthly from Joe Gannon. What's the latest on the June issue, Joe? Well, as, as I said earlier, we're going to know a lot more on June 7th when we have our, I believe, 29th annual golf outing, Spectrum Golf Outing at Walnut Creek. And you and I will both be there working, working the show and the golf outing and visiting every golfer on each hole. And we're going to bring up the newsletter to these people because we're hitting big thousands of dollar figures. All monies go to Spectrum. Joe Gannon sees none, touches none, doesn't want to touch any of it. It all goes directly to Spectrum Human Services. And Donald, you know, they take care of 1,400 kids a day in the state of Michigan. The employees have hearts of gold. They don't make a lot of money, but they sure fulfill their insides with, with stuff they do from the heart. So, Donald, you can tell our listening audience how they can receive this uh, appliance doctor newsletter. Absolutely. And reach them you do want to do. I mean, every day they're helping children, teens, and families struggling with mental, physical, and emotional challenges. And you can help them out with their mission and get 12 issues of Joe Gannon's newsletter, one a month for the next 12 months, by just making a simple $10 donation or more if you want to. But $10 does it. And to do that, you can go to a couple of places. You can go to wjr.com slash appliances and look for the Spectrum link. But if you want to go directly to their website, you go to spectrumhuman.org. That's S-P-E-C-T-R-U-M, spectrumhuman.org. Our phone number to call with your appliance repair question, 800-859-0WJR, 800-859-0957. To Fort Wayne we go to a dishwasher that's leaving dishes cloudy. This is Mark. Good morning, Mark. Thanks for calling, and how may we help you? Hey, Joe, I'm calling you today about my dishwasher, but I want to tell you ahead of time, thank you very much for the information on my um, furnace. I end up getting a new one. And also my hot water tank, it did have that gravel stuff in the bottom, so I end up getting a new one of them. I'm hoping you can help me not have to buy a new dishwasher, though. All right. What kind of dishwasher do you have, and how this old well, I've been in the house 14 years. It's a GE quality power dishwasher. Uh, um, I can imagine they might have bought it in the 80s. I don't see a year on it. Well, you are past its lifespan. Let's start there. <laughs> Thank you. 
and you've been doing all this buying of new, other new stuff. Yes. Now, what's the problem with the dishwasher? Well, to me, we don't have to use it a lot, but when I like to use it is when I have, um, like, a Sunday dinner and I want to get the pots and pans done. You know, so when I do turn it on, it seems like most of the pots or pans don't get the stuff off of it. Like maybe it's not enough power water going on them or something. Or maybe not enough water in the dishwasher. Okay. So turn it on, let it fill, let it, the arms start to swish around. You'll hear that. Okay. They were, they were very loud in those days, okay? And okay. Uh, shut it off, open the door. You should oh. have wa you should have water in the dishwasher just below the bottom spray arm. Okay, I'm looking. Okay. Okay. Now, if you don't have that quality or quantity of water in there, you got to go directly to the water valve where it's been connected for all these years. And <laughs> disconnect the water line. Shut it off the water. There's a screen in the water valve. Oh, and okay. if it's plugged up with little bits of water material matter that's in there, you'll have a slow fill. You won't have enough water and you'll have the very problem you're speaking of. Okay. So, so I can I'd, fix it myself. Yes. I've just given you a job. It's not hard. Shut the water off. Use a crescent wrench or pair of channel locks. Disconnect the water line underneath. The grill comes off on the bottom of the dishwasher in the front. Thank you, because I'm standing here looking at it like, how am I going to get to it? Okay, the front end come off. Okay. Yeah, that bottom grill comes off, might be a screw on each end. And then when that comes off, you'll see the water line. It leads right to the water valve. Great. Sounds great. I Make can handle it, that. Normally, I'm not a person who work on anything. <laughs> you can do this. Well, I'm definitely going to call you back and tell you if I did or who did. <laughs> Yeah, listen, we've always got the website that leads directly to my computer at home. Okay, the website is... Donald? The website is actually an email address, so you can email Joe with your question and get a conversation going back and forth. Here's the email address. It's the first four letters of appliance, followed by the first four letters of doctor at gmail.com. So uh, it is A-P-P-L-D-O-C-T at gmail.com. Could you repeat that word? I was writing on a piece of material. I'm sorry about that. Okay. Got your pen handy? Got it going. Okay. Got your cotton fabric handy? No. I got a piece of uh, 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 a book. Old school. Let's give it a try. It's A-P-P-L. Gotcha. D-O-C-T. G-O-C-T. D-O-C-T, as in the first four letters of doctor, D-O-C-T. So what you've got so far, Mark, is the first four letters of appliance, appliance followed by the first four letters of doctor, and then that at signed at gmail.com. L.com. Yeah. Gmail, M-A-I-L. Yeah, the letter G, so it's uh, five letters, G-M-A-I-L.com. Gotcha. And go read the book again while you're at it. Okay. <laughs> Take care, I have Mark. To do that.
All right, let's go to Alexandria, Indiana. Maybe we got another book reader. Who knows? This is a KitchenAid that's not draining. This is JP. JP, good morning. Thanks for calling. How may we help you? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call, Joe. Uh, yeah, I've got a dishwasher. It's only uh, at the KitchenAid about a year and a half. Uh, after eight months, it stopped draining on the last cycle. Well, not all the time, though. I, uh, my wife says she could run it five times, no problem. The sixth time, it'll won't drain. Uh, we've had plumbers look at it, make sure our drain line was cleaned out, and they said it was fine. It's not hooked up the traditional way. It's it's on a wall away from the sink, but it's been there for 17 years. We've gone through two ten uh, uh, wars with no problems, but this this one just doesn't want to work after eight months, and uh, the service technician is blaming it on the setup. Blaming it on the setup? Yeah, because it's not hooked up next to the sink. It's hooked up on another wall, but, but uh, when it was originally done, we had, uh, we had somebody come in and hook it up for us. Now, don't tell me every, don't tell me every dishwasher has to be beside the kitchen sink. Oh, but they don't want to warrant. They don't want to cover it under warranty because then, then they'd have to pay for the cost. Ah, uh, come on, no kidding. That's what I think, anyway. My wife, my wife thought it was having to do with the door, so she was saying sometimes when the door sucks closed real hard, it won't work, but when it closes easy, it works, and then I don't understand that. She said she got it to work 32 times. She kept, keeps the running record of it. 32 times after we've had problems with it, it worked, but then all at once it, it started uh, uh, closing hard, and she can't get it to work the way it used to. So she don't know if it's the door or if it's something else. You need to you need to speak to someone at KitchenAid or Whirlpool. They own them. Who okay. is a supervisor of customer relations, and I'd insist to speak to that supervisor and no one else. Okay. Then let me know what the supervisor says, and don't be afraid to say. I'm on the air with Joe Gannon in Detroit on a station that goes nationwide, WJR Radio, and I'm telling him about this problem, and he made a suggestion to me to talk to you personally. Okay, yes, we've also uh, disconnected the hose and ran it into a bucket just to make sure it wasn't the drain, and uh, it worked like five times, and then the sixth time it wouldn't work. You're getting the runaround here. Yeah. We, 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 we know it's got to be something to electronics or something because of the way we had it, have the problem with it. Yeah. Uh, but it's covered yeah. under warranty. You've got a full year's warranty on that, and you insist. You're not paying for service. You've got a full year's warranty. If you have to take them to Smalls Claims Court, do so. Get back to me, would you? And let me know what happens. 
Okay. Thanks, JP. All Take right. care. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. Well, Donald, here it is. Memorial Day weekend. And it's a remembrance time, which is what they call it in Canada. Remembering our vets and people who served in the military. And I'll say goodbye to that listening audience with that message in mind and leave you to carry on saying the final goodbye for this Saturday morning. Thank you, Joe Gannon. And I too acknowledge our veterans on this Memorial Day weekend. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Why don't you jot down the phone number right now? Call us right at 6 a.m. If you're up, you'll get right in. The phone number to call 800-859-0WJR. That's 800-859-0957.